Hello, welcome to the Spurio Podcast. I'm Steve Packnick, and joining me, as always, he's getting his ballot sorted out already. It's Gabe Acevedo. You like me. You really, really like me. Thank you so much. I want to thank all the little people that made this podcast possible. <laughs> you already, you already think you're going to win this. That's amazing. And by, and by little people, I mean us <laughs> and our listeners. Our listeners make it happen. True. Gotta give a shout out to our listeners there. I'm going to win. I'm going to win in a month. Absolutely. Engrave that you. Oscar. It's mine. Well, we'll we'll see if you win the uh, our Oscar poll that we decided to do or when we do our own ballots. We'll see if you win there. Oof, Things are but... shaping up. I'll give you a little uh, rundown of our, our Oscar draft that we did a couple months ago. We have an update to that with the nominations coming out. So we'll have that coming up in a little bit. But before that, we're going to talk... Uh, we're going to talk Oscar nominees today, and we're going to talk about Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is coming up this weekend, so I know I'm I'm excited about it. I'm pretty sure you're going to be excited. Just even if you don't, I think even if you don't watch the game itself and don't care about the game, it's the Super Bowl. Everybody watches the Super Bowl, and it's like really fun to just watch it for the entire experience. Are you excited for it? Uh, well, the answer is no, but I will watch it. Yeah, I mean. Is there, there's got to be stuff, something you're excited for. I mean, the well, halftime show. Obviously, the halftime sick. show is what I'm looking for. And the trailers, like the best thing of the Super Bowl for me, the trailers. You know that I'm like, I, I used to watch it with you because there was food and the Super Bowl um, halftime show. That's it. Yeah. That's well, I mean, it. The, the halftime show is going to be awesome this year. Didn't you usually, uh, now that I think of it, it was chili what you usually did, right? Yeah, I usually make chili for uh, it. I'm not see? making chili this year. Rude. Making buffalo chicken meatballs. What? Buffalo chicken meatballs. It's going to be fantastic. What? Oh, yeah. It's going to be really, really good. I found a recipe, and I'm I'm ready to go for that. Rude. Rude. Oh, I'm, I'm super, super excited for it. So rude. No, but I, I mean, I, obviously, it's a national pastime. It's fun. I always put it in the background, even if I have no idea what's going on, and I don't pay attention. Like, you can ask me right now, what are who are the teams that are going? I'm like, I don't know. I know that <laughs> Rodgers lost. I know that. Um, but yeah, sure. It's happening. But you do know who's in the in the halftime show, right? I mean, yes, that I do know, of course. Yeah, like, it's I mean, Dr. Trailer. Dre, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and Mary J. Blige. It's going to be an awesome halftime show. Yeah. So, you know, that's always exciting. And people get super pumped about the commercials. The commercials always pay off. And I think we were just talking about this before, but there's like trailers for Super Bowl commercials now, which is just like hilarious. They had a teaser I saw at one point with... Uh, Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd are teasing a Doritos commercial. I think it is. Oh I yeah. Know. You know, but like, it's just so everybody gets excited about it. I think it's so interesting that everybody comes together for the Super Bowl, even if you don't care about the game, by the way, it's the, it's the LA Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. So technically it's the worst Super Bowl there could be, but also at the same time, it's a pretty awesome Super Bowl. Oh, are they bad teams? No, they're not bad teams. They're just the lowest ranked teams to make it to the Super Bowl. Oh. I think they're a four seed and a six seed. So were there so were there um were there wins upsets then? I assume. I would say so. It was it was probably one of the most exciting playoffs I've seen in a long time. There there were pretty awesome games spread throughout. It was really really exciting. But you know I think they were they were exciting upsets. You know because you're rooting for sort of underdogs in some cases and, and especially in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is such a underdog team and it was really exciting to watch them perform and get to the Super Bowl. But you know, we're not here to cover sports because I know you're not really a big uh, into into football. But... I mean, I am now a sports legend, Steve. You know, I am I'm a, I am an award winning, medal winning sportsman, um, sportsman's person. I don't know. Um, sportsman's person. <laughs> sportsman's person. You know, I am the definition. I am the embodiment of sports. So, you know, 
now I have that too, that little notch in my belt to add. I'm surprised they didn't ask you to come on the Olympics. They need uh, someone to just spice things up because it's getting a little flat there. <laughs> I will do, I will follow in cool runnings and I will do my own bobsled team from Puerto Rico. There you go. They only had one athlete, I think. So, yes. And it's, he, and he's not even Puerto Rican. <laughs> Whatever. That's I was another conversation. That is another no, topic it, for another it was, I was, I was talking to students about this because I was talking about, you know, athletes who compete for other countries. It's just if you can get like another country to sponsor you, you can compete for. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, fun time. Nobody cares. <laughs> they just want people competing for their flag. That's all. Uh, <laughs> anyways, let's get back into the Super Bowl because one of the big things I'm excited about for the Super Bowl, obviously, the commercials are fun. I'm excited for the game. I'm excited for the food. But you hinted at this earlier. I'm excited for every single year talking about trailers. Yep. We get some big trailer drops for the Super Bowl. Sometimes they start releasing them ahead of time. I don't really like that. I want to I want to be excited and experience it on Super Bowl Sunday. I, I used to be the person who was really annoying at the Super Bowl parties who'd be like, guys, shut up. There's a new trailer coming out for Transformers. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I get, I was that person. For I remember Transformers. Being, oh, yeah. When they released the trailer for Transformers, you got to think about that. That was like 15 wow. years ago. I was super excited about that. You know, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I was always that person who was always like, guys, be quiet. I want to watch this trailer. It's awesome. Um, and I get really, really excited about it. And keep, I keep, I'm the person who pushes the volume up all the time on the TV. So <laughs> that's, that was me. Wow. <laughs> but I think we're going to get some good ones now. I think we're going to get some good ones. Are you excited for these? Oh, absolutely. For trailers. Yeah. Especially because I know that if, like, I don't know what else is coming, but I know like we're getting like Jurassic um world what 17 trailer 17 for that movie um that's one that i'm looking forward to I'm oh yeah that, we should definitely get that one because I don't, yeah. we haven't had a trailer yet they said they released like the first five minutes or something but something like that yeah um i haven't clicked on it i remember when it was no, released. I, haven't I haven't clicked on it um so i'm expecting a trailer for that i think it's confirmed but i'm not sure don't quote me yeah um so that's i would say yeah, we're we're just. Oh, by the way, we're all just we're both just guessing. guessing on the yeah, that just what we would, what what we'd like to see. Yeah, so I definitely think Jurassic World Dominion is one of them. I definitely think that's a big one coming out this year. So obviously, Universal's putting all their chips in that basket there and hoping that they can revive another billion dollar movie because the first one made a billion dollars. The Jurassic World movie made a billion. So hopefully, they can make that with this. I mean, who knows? I mean, it's got the original cast is returning, so it should be pretty exciting. Yep. Is there any other trailers that you? can predict might be in there that you might think about um i don't know if this is pre i think this might be official maybe isn't lord of the rings gonna drop a trailer oh i i don't know that was a guess of mine i was talking about that that's a pretty good guess because they've just released a bunch of promo material some uh stills and some posters but we haven't had any footage yet we got the title release but no actual footage yet. So, so apparently we'll it's happening. Apparently the first official look at the most expensive TV show ever will made will, ever made will drop during the big game on Sunday. Yeah, I'm not surprised about that. Not surprised at all. I'm excited. I hope it's not bad. I can't believe that season costs $465 million. Yeah. I'm already a little bit cautious because I've just been seeing people being like, they're trying to make a Lord of the Rings TV show, but they're going to try to do it in a 2022 lens, which it might change some of the material to make it more. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just I'm a little bit I'm a little bit cautious, a little bit cautious to add more. Like I think they were talking about adding more 
sex and violence into it than it needs to be. I mean, that's not what Lord of the Rings is. Sorry. I mean, you don't want to see elfin elven sex? No, I'm good. I'm all set on that. No, or dwarf sex? No. Tell me, definitely. Gim Gimli having sex? Come on, that's it. No, because I'll. That's no, the movie. no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. No, that's not something <laughs> we <even> have discussion <laughs> on. <laughs> God, Doesn't no, he just, say in one part of the me. movie like that the women are they just look all the same or something like that? <laughs> yeah, they also have beards too. So it's see, uh, there you go. That's it. That's what I. That's what I want from this show. That's what I want for the show. <laughs> nope. 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 Oh, uh, that's gonna be. Which good. has actually got another trailer that we're gonna probably get too. Nope. Uh, the new movie movie by Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele. We should be getting. We could be getting that trailer coming out here. That would be uh, his new horror film that's coming out this summer. Nope. That should be one that could be interesting. I'm not just saying no. I'm just saying nope. That's the name of the movie. That's the name of the movie. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I think that one could be good coming out. I mean, that'll be a good release in the summer. I think Adam Project. It's the new. It's a new Netflix movie starring you guessed it, Ryan Reynolds, who is now my favorite to to host the Oscars just because he's in everything. So why not have him host the Oscars while he's at it? Uh, that's that's just a prediction, but one I'd hope is not true. Um. But yeah, we'll get the Adam Project because it comes out in, I think March, the like right away, like a couple weeks, like less than I'm a month gonna away. I'm going to be honest, I have not heard about that movie at all. I just heard about it when Netflix did their trailer for the year. They just released the trailers for the entire year, which is always an exciting thing you can check out on, mm -hmm. on YouTube. Um, but they released their whole thing and that, I think that's coming out and it's supposed to come out in March because Netflix just keeps everything close to the chest. Do you remember when they dropped that trailer for like, uh, what is the Cloverfield paradox? And then they're like, by the way, it's uh, it's out right now. You can check it out. It's it's live right now. And it's like, yeah. Oh, okay. The movie that everybody saw right after the Super Bowl and nobody ever mentioned again. Yeah, because no one cares. <laughs> it disappeared. You know what? I'm in, um, I am and I would like this is just me being hopeful. There was a rumor a couple of days ago that apparently Kenobi might mm -hmm. air earlier than expected it is apparently apparently these are rumors um that it might air either late april or in may because disney apparently is going to move the date um up for from its original release if that is true if that is true i might take a guess and assume that maybe kenobi gets a trailer in the super bowl i mean that will definitely get the eyes on it for sure i could see that i could see him drop it and just saying hello there I could see that happening. <laughs> I bet you that would be what it would be. Like, it'd be like a 15-second thing where it'd just be, like, silent. You know, I bet you that's what it would be, like, the, the sands of Tatooine, because we can't get off any other planet, apparently, in the entire universe. It's just Tatooine. God, Star Wars, just be on a different planet. Anyway, um... Well, the sad thing is that Kenobi has to be in Tatooine. <laughs> oh, God, he doesn't have to be. He just ends up there at one point. What? Anyway, it's so stupid. Uh, but anyway, he can just be, you know... Uh, they'll probably be show the sands and then it'll have the two moons and then it'll panda like something. And then he'll just say hello there. And then it'll be like, if Kenobi. the teaser is him saying hello there, I quit. I'm done. I'm telling you done. that's what it's going to be. If he doesn't say it, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> if he doesn't say it, I'm going to be upset. I'm and, done. And my guess, if that's the case, if they are moving it up like that, my bet would be that they are going to release it on May the 4th. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Because that's, that's it is also a Wednesday, which is when they release their TV show. Anyway, so yeah, it has to. I can it see has that to be. be. Yeah. yeah, it has to be May the fourth. Absolutely. That's that's a good prediction right there. That's a good one. I think we're also going to get some some uh, kids movies more released. I think we're going to get the Minions: Rise of Gru, 
Oh, the group that's been thing, pushed yeah. back a bunch. And then I think we're also going to get Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Another one? Think, yeah, we're getting... I think we'll get another trailer during the Super Bowl. Well, that'd be Let's get cool. the eyes on it. Because, I mean, I, Sonic the Hedgehog, I think, was a little bit more of a hit than I thought. Like, when I when I saw it on... When it got on streaming, I was like, this is actually really fun. It's a yeah, fun Yeah, it's a fun movie. movie. If you have kids, like, I would totally recommend it. It's really fun. He's a really charismatic character, and this, the movie's just a fun movie. Jim Carrey's really funny as Dr. Uh, Dr. Robotnik. Um, and the second one is going to be details, and you get in there. It's really exciting to see that. So I think we'll get another trailer for that. Yeah, for sure. I think I think Sonic was a good surprise. And when people, I to this day, it's been, what, two years? And I think people are still watching it. They're like, oh, this is actually fun. It's, it's just fun. I think we'll get another Doctor Strange trailer. That could happen. And now that we're talking about Disney, I wouldn't be surprised. And I wouldn't be surprised if we get another Moon Knight trailer either. Mm-hmm. I think both of those are going to come. Um, either a big trailer soon. or like a scene. Like a, a here's like a one minute and a half scene from the first episode or something like that. That could happen. Yeah. And then the only other things that are on here, I mean, I had a couple other ones, but I'm wondering, are we going to get, do you think we'll get an actual trailer for Fantastic Beasts? For Fantastic Beasts, I mean, I assume so, maybe, because the movie's what? Isn't the movie coming out like in two months? Yeah, it's, it's coming up soon, so I hope we get one soon. With all the issues that thing's been having, they kind of want to get that's that out. How, that's how good the movie is, apparently. I don't know. You know, I'm not, a, you know, you remember my reaction after the last one, so yeah. we'll see what happens. But, I mean, it's a good call, especially if the movie's dropping in like two months. They should release a teaser or a full trailer very soon. I think they're actually late to the game i i I do yeah i think they're just trying to keep the buzz as close as they can because everything is because of all the chaos surrounding that movie yeah there's a lot going on um but i also think we'll get one last trailer for um the lost city the new sandra bullock and channing tatum movie movie, yeah which i actually think looks funny i think it looks pretty good because it's getting sandra bullock back to just being a comedian and channing tatum being a comedian as well yep uh, which is what they should be doing. So I don't know. I think that one looks actually pretty funny. And I bet you we get a trailer because it comes out in a month and they want to push that a little bit too. So what about, do you think we'll get, um, not, you know, talking about superheroes, do you think we get any DC, like Black Adam, The Flash maybe? Or I don't a know. Or um, like The Flash or the new, um, you know, we have Michael Keaton in that movie. I don't know. I mean, The Flash is supposed to come out way later this year. So I don't know that we'll get one. I mean, if we get anything, I bet it'll be a The Batman trailer because The Batman comes out in March, so we might get a trailer, but more recycled footage. Footage. They're not. They're With not one big. Scene. Yeah, they're not big on um releasing trailers during the Super Bowl. I think they've already confirmed that they're not doing too much during it. But mm. you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm always excited. I mean, if I see one, I'm not gonna be upset. You know, I'm not gonna yeah. be upset at all. I'd be really pumped about it. And I hope we get some more surprises. I would love to see some more surprise trailers that I didn't even know were coming. Oh, one I completely forgot about that. I definitely think we're gonna get is Top Gun Maverick. Another one. Oh, for the movie that yeah. doesn't exist? Absolutely, yes. Oh, the movie definitely exists. They just don't want to show it to anybody. They're just like <laughs> keeping it close to the chest. I think finally we're going to get it this year. That's that's my hope. My real big hope that we're going to get <laughs> Haven't it. Haven't we been waiting for this movie since I was still living in Pennsylvania? <laughs> yeah, it's been three years. Uh, it was supposed to come out. It's supposed to come Jesus. out in 2020. And it's been, yeah. Hopefully we finally get it. Uh, and I'm, I want it so bad. I want it so bad. It's going to be good. Someday. That's a movie that doesn't exist. It does. It exists. Some some people have seen it. Some people have seen it. <laughs> have they though? <laughs> yeah, no. It's like one of these things where like they did all the press tour. They did the press tour two years ago. 
<laughs> you know, like, so they have to do the press tour again, and they're going to be like, yeah, so I was a lot younger then. Um, you know, it'll be really funny to see if they even remember any stories or anecdotes from the movie itself. If they remember actually seeing the movie at all. I think Tom Cruise has made four movies since then. Or no, he's made two He's made two Mission Impossible movies since making <laughs> Top Jesus. Gun. So, love him. This Big is fan. insane. Well, we'll see what happens. It'll be anything, fun. It'll be fun. Anything else you could think of that we might get? Not off the top of my head. I mean, I think there are no can... huge TV shows coming either. I mean, maybe there'll be a streaming service trailer. Like, I bet you we get, like, maybe a trailer for HBO Max or we get a trailer for Netflix or, you know, we get one of those types of trailers, something like that. You know what could happen? I know the movie's a year away, but they usually they did this for Beauty and the Beast and they did it for Lion King. They released it a year in advance, the, their first teasers. Maybe a Little Mermaid live action teaser. That wrapped quite a few months ago. And if Disney, if Disney goes big for Super Bowl into something, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it, the chances are very low, but I wouldn't be surprised if like you get a teaser for Little Mermaid even a year in advance. Yeah, we'll see. I don't really know what else there is, but um, all in all, I'm really excited for it. So we'll definitely check in about those trailers next week, probably, to see what week we get and, and talk about them, break some down and, and get excited for some more stuff. But um that's next week so be sure to check out the super bowl to see these and then just look at those youtube videos of all the video all the trailers after if you miss any of them so i'm sure they're all gonna be dumped probably by friday even they usually dump them now beforehand but i usually just wait until the super bowl because i get really excited about it <laughs> fair we'll see it'll be fun it'll be fun no matter what we get or what don't or what we don't get i think it'll still be fun yeah for sure i'm we're going to talk about the oscar nominations that came out this morning uh we're going to do that but we're just going to take a quick break So it's officially Oscar season. We got the Oscar nominations that dropped this morning and the ceremony's coming up on March 24th. We have our nominees. They announced them. We're good to go. There's a lot of great movies and performances up for awards and we're just going to break down some of the surprises and snubs that came up today. You ready for it? Let's do it. Oh, you know, I'm ready for anything Oscars. Absolutely. I know people are not fan of these podcasts, but I can talk about Oscars for hours. So let's go. So let's start with the surprises, okay? Who snuck in there that maybe wasn't very high on people's radar before today? And who snuck in for these nominations? Who did you see? Um, big surprises that were complete, com for me, complete, complete surprises was Penelope Cruz for Best Actress, somebody who got nothing, no precursors um, at all anywhere. And she she got she gets in for Best Actress. The same with, um, I would say, Jesse Buckley. She did get in, in a BAFTA, but I still I thought it was a long shot. But she got in that was really really a surprise for me i would say those are the two that really surprised me everybody else there are more shocks in people that missed than got in because i think the people that got in apart from those two were in the bubble or in those like six to like ten spots that you could easily have swapped them out so those were my two big big surprises in acting um, there weren't any big, big surprises in picture or director for me when it comes to people that got in, but yes, for people that got snubbed. I would say the, the only surprise I would say within, um, some of the, I mean, yes, I agree with those ones, but I would say for picture and director, um, drive my car, I think is a little bit more unexpectedly of a hit than people were thinking. I mean, 
it is an international film, so it's a film from Japan that you know I've never heard of before. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's been circling around in the Oscars pool, and like people have been really excited about it and talking about it, but um, it's not something I really got a lot of information about and had a lot of information going yeah. towards. Like you know, it's not like it's another round, which was really popular last year. Parasite. Um, or Parasite from two years ago, which was just, you know, a a huge, huge movie that everybody was talking about. But, you know, Drive My Car, it's a much different film, and it's a much quieter film, and something that has been getting in for a couple of different things. And it's a long film. Yeah, it's three hours long. Three hours long. And it got in for Best Picture, and uh, the director, uh, Raisuke Hamaguchi, got in for... Uh, director so that's that's like that i thought that was a pretty yeah, big and it surprise also got in it also got he got in for screenplay well the movie got in for screenplay and it also got for international film so those are four big nominations yeah i mean those are yeah that, that's something that's really I believe unexpected it's the same nominations as parasite in the same categories international yeah. director screenplay and picture those are pretty safe categories to get into now for um for a lot of international films and it's, mm-hmm. it's really the surprise i would say is the fact that we are getting a lot of international film recognition beyond just the international film category i mean even with that you know you're looking at screenplay here you have uh, the worst person in the world, in the world. In, which was nominated as well which is an international film that's coming from um norway so mm-hmm. you know you have these different movies that are getting recognized at a much bigger level than just a one category like a what? one category throwaway so i think that was a big surprise for me yeah which is good i think those are the you know the oscars and hollywood has is ever going on this change of diversity and i think now we're slowly but surely seeing um a few of the results from them expanding their membership being more young more diverse more international and you know two years ago parasite didn't did the unthinkable and it won now we have movies like worst person in the world and drive my car. So I think, I think that's good, especially for somebody like you that um, I know you love international films. I know, especially like Asian films. I know you love them. So I assume that you'll give drive my car a try at some mm-hmm. point. Um, yeah, it's good. It's, it's a good look. Not everything has to be from the States. And it's really good that you have these movies, not just staying in international film, breaking into major categories. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, what's really great is there is this uh, expansion there. And I think one of the other things that's led to it being so much more prominent and these international films being more prominent in, um, in the Oscar race is the fact that they're available. You can watch mm-hmm. them. You know, you don't have to go to a theater to watch some of these. I mean, granted some of them are not available and I think making them available for what for viewers is a really important pro- part of the process. But you know, there is this greater need and desire and, and recognition that there are some great stories being told all over the world. Um, but my only issue with drive my car is just the synopsis. And apparently all you have to do to get an Oscar nomination is drive someone around in a car for a little while. So like we've had what three movies now that have been nominated Four movies that have been nominated for just driving someone around. So, and two of them have one best picture. <laughs> I exactly. It's a good formula. It works. So, watch, you know, that I read something on Twitter say watch, like I said, and this, I got it from Twitter. Like it got nominated in the same categories of parasite watch it be like a parasite slash the father last year that at the end it just started getting this just momentum <laughs> imagine drive my car becomes the second international film to win best picture that would be insane in a good way that would be like wow totally it, out of left field i think it would be a, a cool storyline but i don't mm-hmm. think it would be a good thing for the oscars i think it'd actually be a terrible thing for the oscars because it's Why? a movie no one's ever heard of i've never heard of this movie so i, mean, I think, it would, a, a, I think these... it would be a really bad thing but for the oscars. a lot of movies 
who saw Nomadland last year? <laughs> uh yeah, that yeah. <laughs> like who saw I, Nomadland? I get that, last but year? it was it was available and people might have heard of it. Um and I, I think that's one of the things. I think this it would just it would I think it would just send a different message. Uh, that's and, fair, but we'll see now because remember another good thing that the Oscar has is that a lot of these movies haven't come out or have been um released limitedly. Um, and now with these nominations, I assume well, I already saw Drive My Car starting to get just thrown out there in the theater, so that's gonna be good. The same yeah, with well, movies like Parallel Mothers that got two nominations. You know, these are movies that people don't see, and now they're getting okay. They got nominated. Let's make them available for people. So if you're if you're somebody who seeks out movies, who seeks out something more than Marvel, um, hopefully you give these movies a shot. Because that I think, you know, for all the flack that awards and Oscars get, I think that is a good thing that they do. They make movies that probably won't be seen more visible. Drive My Car, great example of that. Um, who are you really excited about to see at the Oscars? I mean, we know we have all these nominees now. Like, is there anybody that you were like, yes, you're really excited that they are, you know, maybe they weren't like not supposed to get in, but you know, you're just really excited that they are officially, officially in. Well, um, this person was in, he was in my, in my predictions for supporting actor, but my heart melted when they officially called Troy Kutzer, um, for supporting actor. I think he's my favorite in that category. He is the thing I took away from Coda. And it's a great movie, but he is the one. So I was like really happy. Plus, he just made history as the first male, um, deaf male nominated for an Oscar. Um, and only the second in history after Marley Matlin, uh, who is his co-star in the movie. Um, so I'm happy that that he got in. Um, and I love PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson. I love seeing him in director and screenplay, like make it official because I know Licorice Pizza is controversial to say the least because of a lot of its topic, but I'm like, yes, they got in. Um, and the last one would be Penelope Cruz. I saw Parallel Mothers um, last week. And I'm like this, like I was seeing the movie. I'm like, how is she not getting in anywhere? And I love her and I'm glad that she's back in the Oscars after 10 years. Yeah, I'm excited to see this. Just I think one of the things that's gonna be really exciting is just watching like I mean Troy Kutzer, I'm definitely a big fan of. I think he, his like social media for, throughout this whole period has been really fun. He's a great part of uh he's a great part of Coda. You know, he's he's the he's the heart of the story of Coda, I would say. Did um, you see the video really of him when he got the BAFTA nomination? Yeah, and he fell out of his chair. Oh my god, adorable. Really like that should be the clip for him when they <laughs> present him for here are the nominees, and that should be the clip. <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm excited though to watch like the the, the campaigns that these uh, actors run. I really am excited for the best actor because now we have, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch officially nominated. Andrew Garfield is probably just over the moon with this. And then obviously you just watch Will Smith on the, on the campaign trail. I just love Will Smith. And I think having him back out there and, and he's being great. at the being at the Oscars, I think is going to be really exciting. Just because he's such a great personality, and I think he, he's going to bring a lot of energy to it. Something that you know a couple people haven't been bringing recently. So I think bringing Will Smith back to the front, and you know especially because he's the favorite to win, uh, he can give a great speech. I feel like you know I think yeah. that'll be some really good energy and good vibes for for the ceremony itself. You know I think that that could be a really positive thing. So I'm obviously really excited for him. I'm really excited for the front runner of score, which is Hans Zimmer. Um, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Uh, Kayla's a big fan of Hans Zimmer. So, you know, we might have an episode coming up about Hans Zimmer. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I think it'll be really fun to talk about that, but, uh, you know, just, I, and also if, if, if somehow he wins, it would be the longest gap between Oscar wins for 
music. So oh, I mean, really? that's just that's such almost, an it's been almost what oh, it's been what twenty five years, twenty eight years, twenty eight years. Wow, twenty eight years between Oscar wins. So like that's that's really crazy. But you know, I I think it'll be really fun to just watch that and just uh you know just get back and watch the a good hopefully a good ceremony because last year was not good uh, just, ugh, last year was atrocious and we all remember how that ended <laughs> yeah we don't need to talk about that uh but as far as people who you were expecting to get nominated and missed out who uh, there's, there's got to be a long list of people you're probably upset are quote-unquote snubbed from this but they just didn't get the votes you know maybe they should have done done a better job <laughs> who do you yeah, think it absolutely is? listen i think two jump out at me and i'm like i was watching it this morning and I'm like, wait, because they do it in alphabetical order. So I'm like, whoa, what's going on? The first one, and this is also tied with a pet peeve that I have. I have one. I hate when a movie gets 10, 11, 12 nominations, especially in craft categories. And the helmer of that movie doesn't get in. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know where this is going because I was the exact same way. Denis Villeneuve for Dune didn't yeah. get in after getting in at every single precursor including dga his movie is the second most nominated movie of this year he is the director of that movie he helms that movie all of the crafts got in screenplay got in which was for a lot of people it was a surprise um it got in for picture but you don't nominate him i'm like come on however before you if you want to add something about that before i think this lends himself to be the Peter Jackson return of the King in two years. I mean, it could be, I think, honestly, <laughs> I think it actually doesn't do anything bad. Um, I was very shocked that he didn't get nominated and, you Same. know, Denis Villeneuve because of Dune is just so, I think he's, his eye is amazing in that movie. And I think it's a really good movie. I actually think it could be an Argo situation in which there is an outside chance that that could win best picture. Ooh, I could because see of the, that because of how well liked it is. If you look mm -hmm. at it, because it's a because of it's a preferential ballot, you know, it's going to be either one, two, or three on everybody's ballot. Yeah. I feel like, so I feel I feel really strongly that that could actually be a surprise best picture, and it could be like Argo when Ben Affleck goes up there. He goes, "Hey guys, you guys remember me, the person you didn't nominate for best director, yeah. and then I just come up here and write this movie, direct this movie, star in this movie, and win best picture here." Yeah. yeah. I'll say I, suck it, but I, I in could, French. I don't know what that is. So I would <laughs> um I could see that happening. Um yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened because like you said, I don't in a preferential ballot, you definitely unless you hate vote, you don't put Dune below maybe four. Like I don't see how mm -hmm. you put Dune below four, maybe fifth, um, at the most. Um I still think it's more of a return the king situation, but I can see that happening. For me, if there is a surprise, well-liked movie based on how it overperformed, it's King Richard. I was mm -hmm. surprised. It got, I don't think, I think six, seven nominations. People were expecting maybe two or three. Um, you know, Anjanu Ellis, Picture, Smith, um, Song. Um, it got, I think original screenplay a screenplay so it was and like editing yeah it's got edit, a lot, yeah. editing you know it got acting writing editing um picture and you're like oh wow so i could see will smith carrying that movie over the line because again king richard is the kind of movie i don't see how you ranked it rank it less than four or five yeah but that that would be a cool surprise i wouldn't be mad at that either 
I'm, I'm hang on. I'm just going back. I'm just going back in my mind. You're talking about Return of the King ish for Vanilla. Are you talking about like when did he do another Dune movie? Is he's gonna win for well, that? Well, I compare. I compare this parallel. Is that what um, you're talking about? Yes, like, with the Return of the King and, and Peter I'm Jackson just, thing. I, I would just say I'm gonna stop you because the other parts of Dune, not that good. The book, the second half, not that good. But it doesn't. I don't the think third, it matters. The, I, I I don't I I don't think it matters if you craft. If you really not good. A, but if you there's some problematic a, things in it, I don't think it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, but if you craft a good movie, um, and then you add this this, people know it's coming. People know it's mm-hmm. coming. It got tons of nominations. I'm expecting it to still win four or five, maybe more, maybe even be the most awarded film of, the, of this year with the technical aspects. I can. I'm not saying it's exactly like it, but I can see a parallel that people are like. Oh wait, he's doing the last move, the second part in two years. Let's do the Return of the King and give him director and picture. Then, um, I'm not saying it's happening. I'm not saying it's the exact same comparison, but I see shadows of like you know Fellowship and Two Towers. One like I don't know three, each mm-hmm. one. But then people knew Return of the King was coming, and it came out. It come. It came out, and we're like, this is it, here for the. I mean, I, that you did. I could see that. I just honestly don't see Dune Part Two being as good as Part One. Part One is such a an epic sprawling film, and the honestly the I. I've listened. To, I've read the book uh, again, like the past month, and the second half is nowhere near as good as the first half. I don't think it's going to be. Timothy's not getting a nomination for writing the worm. <laughs> no, no, and I, I don't think, and I really don't think the second half is going to be as good as the first. Um, so I, I really would struggle with that. Um, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be there. But that's fine. That's fine. We don't have to keep. That's all speculation. That oh, and yeah. my other, my other big surprise, of course, my 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 mother. Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga missed the only mm. best actress to be nominated in every single precursor in everyone. And she missed. Apparently they didn't go for it's a me, Mario, because he also missed. I was going to say, yeah, because she uh, she do you think she regretted then doing that accent for a year before filming? It? <laughs> like, I don't. It's I don't unfortunate. Know. No, there's think... there's no love for House of Gucci. It got one nomination got one throughout nomination. the entire thing. Only one. No you know, love whatsoever. I had her in, obviously, because I could not predict somebody. I cannot take out somebody who who got in everywhere. But yesterday when I was doing my nomination, I was like, I like I could see her getting snubbed because it's really i like it because it's just ridiculous but it's not a good movie mm-hmm. it's not a good movie i think she does good in the movie but it's not a good movie now you did something you've explored you did something else go back to a good director sorry scott i think you directed gucci really badly i know you listen to our podcast please don't unsubscribe um go back to a good director go back to bradley get yourself in a good movie put another powerful performance and then you'll get nominated again yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, I was a little surprised that she missed out. Uh, that was that was a pretty big shock to me. I mean, but that's where you get the with because she missed out, you get Penelope Cruz in, uh, or you get uh, Kristen Stewart, who was always one of the favorites to get in for a while. I mean, early on, and then she kind of like trailed she off. She missed. She missed SAG and BAFTA, and she still got in. So there's passion for Kristen Stewart. Although that movie is not like because again, it got nothing else. But mm-hmm. she could be that like kind of winner. Well, one th- one thing I was surprised by actually was the fact that passing the movie on Netflix didn't get anything either. I mean, Ruth Nega was getting in on a lot of different things for supporting actress and she misses out here too. So I thought that was a really interesting little for thing. For Judy Dench. Yeah. For Judy Dench who does nothing in belt. Don't even, don't get me started. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Literally that is that is a name check nomination right there. Mm-hmm. 
that is a full on name check nomination. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely one of the surprises that people were, you know, looking at. And then certainly the fact that that pushes out uh, Ruth Nega, who was getting in, in a lot of different places and does put in a really good performance, I would say. That's a that's probably one of the best parts of that movie. It was a really yeah. interesting movie. I mean, I, I thought it was a really fun movie. So uh, certainly it'll be it'll be an interesting It'll be interesting for sure. I mean, J.K. Simmons getting in for Best Supporting Actor was shocking to that me. I didn't expect too. that one. Um, you know, there's there's some there's some pretty interesting ones out there. Javier Bardem getting in for doing brown face? Fun times. You literally see his brown face, like West Side Story original level in the movie. No, good times. So uh, there are some records, though, that I thought were really fun. I know you like talking about the records and things like that and, you know, nominations and all that stuff, which is really fun. So there's some records that came out today that were um, ex either extended, set or broken, which I thought was really fun. So I'll just share a few of them. And like, if you want to comment on them, you can. But Denzel Washington is continuing to extend his lead as the most nominated African-American actor uh, with nine acting and one producing. Uh, nomination so he has 10 total nominations which is pretty big uh, he's only three behind jack nicholson for the most for a guy um, and jack nicholson's retired now so he's not uh he might have one more movie eventually maybe if he can yeah. sit up for that long um but <laughs> that um although there were there were two interesting ones with picture uh kate blanchett is now the female actor who has been appeared in the most best picture nominees she's now been in nine nominees for best picture which is more than a very long standing record with uh olivia de Havilland, which is way back in the 1940s when she set that record yep. uh so now you know kate blanchett who's a phenomenal actress uh certainly sets that record with nine movies that she's been in including you know the three lord of the rings films so that kind of helps uh the other one with best picture was steven spielberg now 11 of his movies have been nominated for best picture. Yeah. 11. Yeah, he's the he's the second director with the most nominated pictures. That's like crazy. That's I a think lot he's of like, movies. I I believe he's two or three away from William Wyler. So, and I think Spielberg still has a couple of movies in him that could get oh, him yeah. for sure. I mean, this year alone, he's got, you know, a movie that's going to be potentially his big magnum opus, I think. Yeah. It's, it's a his very return to the Oscar stage. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, well, he just got nominated right here, so he's like, yeah, there's no doubt he's he's still but got for a it. win. Like he hasn't won since Saving Private Ryan, so it'd be interesting. Yeah. If, you know, it could be his return to like that stage. Like, here's another third this is, Oscar. Yeah, the movie coming out this year is The Fablemans, which is his um his Isn't autobiography his life story. Yeah, it's yeah, it's autobiography. So like, it's a really very personal film for him. So this could be really great for him. Um, you know, we had Jane Champion is this is the first woman to be nominated twice for director. So yep. that's a really great breakthrough. Um, you know, she's the first woman to win. So why not win twice? So that'd be great. Which she Well, she hasn't won director. Won. Sorry. Well, yeah. Screenplay. But, she's, she won screenplay. Yeah. She'll be the third. I think she's winning director. So she'll be the third woman to win director. So excited. And the back-to-back the, um, -back women directors. Yes. Speaking of uh, directors, though, we, I mean, of, of women writing, uh, there have been three female screenwriters for Best Adapted Screenplay the first time since 1992. Two, yep. So that's pretty exciting. Um, this is the fourth year in a row that we've had an international feature director nominated uh, in mm -hmm. Ryosuke Hamaguchi, who is now nominated in the fourth year running for an international film. So that's pretty exciting. Um, Kevin Ke Kenneth Branagh is nominated now in, in a record seventh different category. Yep. <laughs> which is like bizarre 
He's been nominated in, I think it's original screenplay or adapted screenplay, acting, supporting acting, directing, and picture. And picture, then I, I, and I can't think of what the other one is. I think song. He does a song somewhere. I think he, I think he did a song somewhere for something. Yeah. But like it's that's pretty amazing that he's yeah in he's a person seven with different the categories. most spread out nominations. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and then another one, no one's gonna know who this person is at all. It's Andy Nelson, someone you've probably never heard of before. He's a sound mixer, and he's been nominated for his twenty second Oscar. He has the most Oscar noms for a, a sound person. It is now the third most nominated person alive today. Yeah, only behind. Uh, oh my god. Uh, Oh my God. I blanked on his name. Uh, I know John Williams is number one. John Williams is the most. And then, uh, the, and you, it was it Mariconi. Any, any Mariconi? No, 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 he's dead anymore. Oh he's yeah. Well, you, oh, you said living. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. I'm totally blanking on his name. He's director, actor, Andy shark. <laughs> Andy director, writer, Andy, Andy, Andy. Uh, oh my God. Uh, I'm like, I feel so stupid for blanket on this. Oh, sorry. Not Andy. Woody Allen. The other oh, guy. Woody. Oh, Woody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry about guy. that. So, yeah. So he, so he's just now third behind him. So uh, that's pretty exciting. He's the, he's the sound mixer for uh, mm-hmm. uh, West Side Story. So he's getting in there. But I, I thought that was just really exciting to see yeah. all these nominees. I want to add one. In. Yeah. Speaking of people that nobody knows her name, um, Diane Warren extends her record as the most nominated songwriter in Oscar history without a win. She got in again today, her 12th nomination. She's never won. Um, song of her songs want to uh, include songs like I Don't Want to Miss a Thing <laughs> from Armageddon. Um, she's never won. And I'm like, just give it to her already. But it's, you know, it's speaking of people that you don't know and extending records, 12 nominations in, in original song has never won. She's definitely not winning this year. Um, nope. But it's just no. cool to see her again in there because i follow her on twitter and she i love her um because she shamelessly uh, just says that she wants to win an oscar yeah <laughs> and of she's she like does. and i'm like and she and i love how just she's, she's like of course i won an oscar i've been nominated i don't know 10 11 times well here's a 12 and you're still not gonna win unfortunately yeah she's not gonna win because no time to die is gonna win it's billy uh-huh. eilish you know that's what's gonna happen that's gonna win uh whatever i think the song's for fine. a song that came out two years ago <laughs> Yeah, the song's fine. <laughs> oh God! Once we, once Skyfall won, the all the other um Bond movies are um songs are like, I'm, I'm like, you're really rewarding these songs, like really? Yeah, it'll win. It'll win because it it's yeah, another it's Bond winning. song, and it's that's winning. now like the way that's now the way to win an Oscar. So if you want an Oscar, just write a Bond and she song. She is she is the artist of the moment. You know, it's Billie Eilish and whatever. Yeah, I know that people are really excited about it. So I mean, that's the one thing that. I mean, I was talking to a student. And she's like, "Did you see that Billie Eilish got nominated for an Oscar? Do you think she's gonna win?" And I'm like, "Yeah, she's gonna win." So. Oh, Beyonce finally got nominated for an Oscar. Finally, after her trying with songs and performances, she finally got nominated for original song for King Richard, "Be Alive." So we are going to see Beyonce at the Oscars perform. If they decide to have performances, if they so. decide to have the performances, yeah, which I hope still they don't do, know. they probably will. They need something to have it exciting. I mean, and you say there's going to be Beyonce and Billie Eilish there. I mean, that'll get some people to watch it at least. Yeah. All you need now is a good host. We don't have a host yet, so. You should host. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, that's not happening. <laughs> um, but one of the things I wanted to talk about, just to, to wrap up this conversation, because 
the Oscars are something that we really enjoy talking about. We love talking about the Oscars. We love talking about awards, but a lot of people don't really care. Um, you know, they don't, they don't because a lot of times they haven't seen these movies. And of all of the 10 movies that are nominated for best picture, three of them are streaming now that you can see. Those are power of the dog. Don't look up and Coda. You can check out all three of them right now. Two of them on Netflix. Coda's on Apple TV plus. So oh, and nightmare alleys on HBO max. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's now on HBO Max, but it wasn't yeah. originally streaming. Oh, but it not is, originally, it yeah. Now now released on there. Um, but you could see these movies. Uh, the others, you know, two of them had day and date releases with like Dune and uh, King Richard, which you can watch them when they came out if mm-hmm. you had those streaming services. But other than that, like they did not make a lot of money. Like these movies did not make yeah. a lot of money. The other five movies that are nominated besides those five made a collective $68 million. And... That's only $13 million each. So like, even if you factor in like the, the day and date releases, the simul releases, like, like Dune and, um, like what's, uh, sorry, Dune, uh, sorry, like Dune and King Richard, Mm -hmm. you're only upping it to 27 million. That's not a lot of money. That's Um, abysmal. It's really, really bad. And one of the things that's interesting is there was this late talk about pushing, you know, saying like, ooh, maybe there's going to be some big movies that are going to get in for Best Picture. Things like No Time to Die. You know, the Spider-Man movie was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Maybe those were going to get in. Even like House of Gucci was seen by a lot of people. Yeah, it was. You know, these movies made money. You know, Spider-Man made $700 million domestically, I think. It made a tremendous amount of money. Um House of Gucci made like $60 million and uh, No Time to Die made over $100 million. So like these are really, really big movies and they just didn't get any traction here. They didn't get any nominations beyond maybe a technical or um, outside like visual effects nomination or something like that. Like they didn't get really anything. And do you think this was a missed opportunity? Do you think people are going to care? Do you think this is again one of those issues that's happening because – Nobody watches it, and they've they're trying to figure out ways to change it, but they just vote for movies that no one watches. Yeah, it's I don't know. I think there's still this bias for those movies, even though you've had movies like District Nine, Toy Story, Black Panther, more, most recently getting in. I don't know. I can't wait for the next day to see the numbers. I don't think the numbers are going to go up, maybe at all from last year, maybe a little bit because last year was just so bad that you, I, I assume there's nowhere to go, but from, um, but up from there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think, you know, Dune is, would be the big movie of that crop. And I don't think Dune is enough to draw in viewers. I really yeah, don't Dune is, think Dune so. is the highest grossing film of all of them. It's made 107 million domestically. Yeah. Now for perspective, in 2020, the movies that came out then, nominated for Best Picture, the average was $100 million. Yeah. So that was the average. Well, that was you the Joker some... year. Joker made a yeah. billion dollars. I mean, certainly Joker, Joker made a lot of it. So Joker made um, domestically $300 million. So that's kind of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But like even still, you had things like Ford versus Ferrari or Jojo Rabbit. Little Women was very successful. Yep. 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Parasite. These movies were seen by a lot of people. A lot of people, yeah. You know, the movies that nobody saw were like Marriage Story and, you know, even even still The Irishman. People didn't really see it that much. <laughs> and like, we don't really know necessarily if they did, but even then, like, you know, those were just the two streaming movies. And even the, the lowest movie that year in terms of box office return was, I believe, uh, Jojo Rabbit, which made $21 million 
at the box office. And, you know, that would be the second highest of all of the movies that are dominated this year, which is just pathetic. Yep. And well, I, I wonder how a lot of these movies aren't streaming or went to streaming or were released in some sort of streaming way or were yanked off the box, the, the theaters really quickly. You know, is it fair? Is is there going to come a time that is it fair to put in the box office numbers in play when it comes to that, especially if we're heading into the streaming era of movies? Like, is that, I don't know if I'm making sense. Like, does, you know, how do we, how do we measure the fact that a lot of these movies, a lot of these um, streaming services have gone into the Oscar competition, they release big players, but they release them online. So how do we measure that? And is that even fair? Well, it's, it's interesting because it's, well, I mean, even then it's not, they're just not available. I mean, whether or not you choose to see the power of the dog or don't look up is up to you. You can obviously go and see that. But I mean, for me, things like, Belfast or Liquor's Pizza or Nightmare Alley, all things that are nominated, I couldn't see in theaters. And, you know, I didn't know I should see it in theaters. I didn't feel like I needed to go see Belfast in theaters and I, I wasn't available anywhere near me. Liquor's Pizza, I didn't even know it was a movie for a while. Mm. Um, the only reason I knew that came out was because I follow movies and, you know, I listen to other podcasts that people are talking about Paul Thomas Anderson. And if, if you don't follow these things, you don't know who Paul Thomas Anderson is. And you're probably yeah. listening to this being like, why should I care about this person? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a great director, but you know, his movies are not very well seen. So it's, it's really an interesting time for the, for the collective Oscars and, and what we label as quote unquote important. Um, you know, it's just a rectifying time for that. I think it's going to be, it, it's again, one of those things where I think the numbers will be up this year because last year was so unbelievably bad. There's just nowhere, think, there's nowhere to go except up. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it'll be as bad as last year. I think adding a host who's popular will be one of the keys to that. And, you know, plugging, I think some of the other things like, you know, going behind star power, there's some really significant star power with this. I mean, Will Smith can get people going. Um, can he though? I'm going to, I think, I think Will King Smith Richard has a lot made more pull no money. But that's because it was also on HBO. I think, I think because it was on HBO, it did also pull those people there. Um, And people were also just afraid of another late surge that was happening with the pandemic. So uh, certainly these things do play into it, but I always just fear that they're just not nominating the right movies. You know, even I know it's a collective process and the Academy is the one who does this. And, you know, that's up to the Academy. They can do whatever they want to do. They're a close group that can of 9,000 something people. So they can do whatever they want to do. If they want to nominate these, that's fine. But I just feel like there's a little bit of a missed opportunity here to get some more eyeballs on it. That's all. Do you think we'll ever get back to, you know, the nineties were known as the blockbuster era. You had Forrest Gump, Titanic, um, Shakespeare in Love, Saving Private Ryan, Schindler's List, Jurassic Park, all these movies getting nominated and winning. Um, that stopped with Return of the King and Gladiator in early 2000. And then you've, since then, you've only have some movies nominated that are considered, you know, these huge blockbuster movies. What is, do you think we'll ever get back to that? And do you think, I don't know, what what's going on that the artsy movie has overtaken these blockbusters and well, blockbusters are no longer being respected or thought of as Oscar movies unless it's a prestigious sci-fi every five years? Well, I think that's one of the problems is I think that, well, first of all, the 
four of those movies that you named are all Steven Spielberg movies. So just shout out to Steven Spielberg. Or James Cameron. How amazing he is. <laughs> um, just, just shout out to him. He's just a fantastic director. Love Steven Spielberg. Uh, but I think the other problem is all of the best talent and these people that are making really big movies, they're going and making Marvel movies. They're making uh, superhero movies. And superhero movies are not getting in, okay? They're not getting in, but they're widely popular. I think the best directors need to stop making superhero movies and make other movies. You know, I think Ryan Coogler is a fantastic director. I think he's a phenomenal director. Stop making Black Panther movies. I know they're very successful, and I know he's really good at it. But Taika. he also directed he also directed uh, Creed, and I think Creed is a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Well, even even Taika Waititi, who is doing a lot of stuff, he's not just directing Thor: Love and Thunder. He's directing all these other films. I mean, right now he's redirecting um, uh, Last School Wins because you know he had to get rid of the cannibal who starred in the movie. But um, that's a different story. Um, but you know. People like Taika is a, is a really big name director right now. But Denis Villeneuve is doing Dune. Dune was a blockbuster, I think. Mm-hmm. Dune was a very successful film. And it's something that, you know, a great director takes this movie and makes some really good material out of. But if you're, we're taking all of our best directors and we're like, hey, we want to put your take on this superhero, rather than making, you know, their own original piece, they're making more superhero movies. And I think that's where we need these directors to stop making these movies and just, you know, start promoting other things. Also, the other thing is, all of these different studios are like, let's just push our same IP. Well, you know, unfortunately, Jurassic Park 6 is not getting nominated for Best Picture. You know, they're not going to put this Part 6 or Part 8 of whatever series we're on, and they're going to be nominated. You know, Mission uh, Mission Impossible 7 or 8, whatever one is the next two, they're not getting nominated. But that's what these big stars, that's what a lot of these big directors are making. We need to have more original movies being made that are and studios taking a chance on original movies. I think that's another thing. You know, like I was saying before, um, Ryan Coogler is a great example of this. He's a great director. He made Creed, which was an awesome movie. Mm-hmm. And then he just went and made two more. Uh, he, he just went into making superhero movies and like producing a couple things. But I think he needs to step away from that as well. I mean, look, he's he can do whatever he wants. The, the Black Panther movies are fantastic, and I know it's actually a really this this current one is there's going through a lot of stuff right now. But um, you know, he could definitely do that if he wants to. I think Christopher Nolan is a good example of a blockbuster director, and his movies have been nominated for for big things. So he's making original stories every single turn. Um, I just think that people just need to make bigger, more exciting original stories, and and get people. They just make better movies. That's really what it is. We just need better movies. But but and and I know we can have it. Sorry, I I I don't I don't mean to extend this. And I and I understand the better movie, but even if the movies are good or bad, are people going to go watch them? Because for example, I think a great movie that came out this year, at least for me, was The Last Duel, which was fantastic, and I would have loved to see it everywhere at the Oscars. But nobody saw that movie. And you're talking about Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jodie Comer, Ridley Scott. You know, they're, they are people that draw in audiences, but nobody went to see them. Medieval and fighting movies that, I don't know, 15 years ago would have made a lot of money, but people didn't go to see them. So is even if you make a good movie, does that mean, does that equate to people coming out and seeing your movie? I don't know that movie. It, that movie had its own issues within it. I think Ridley Scott is a little bit of a tarnished name now. He's been he's had so many misses more recently that I don't think he's that successful. Um, even still, like you know, pinning it on superstar power, that those superstars in the in those movies, the the main actors, you know, looking at the different people that are starring in it, they're 
aging a lot more than you might think. You know, we like we like to always think about Matt Damon and Ben Affleck as like really really big stars. Matt Damon is fifty one. You know, like that that's a that's kind of not that that's a problem, but you know, Matt Damon is fifty one. Ben Affleck's turning fifty this year. Ridley Scott is in his seventies. So like, are they really as popular or as important, quote unquote, quote unquote important? I'm not saying, I have no idea how important they are as people. I really still love their movies and I'll see them. I went and saw them in theaters and loved it, but I don't, I don't know that they're as important. And they are getting nominated, to be fair. Ben Affleck was nominated for, for a Razzie, Razzie yesterday. So like he is getting nominated. <laughs> I hate you so much. I hate you so much. Okay, so okay, so that's a good point. You're bringing up a good point, but then let me use based on that point. Let me use I don't know something like Nightmare Alley, who has Bradley Cooper. Like, there's no way you cannot tell me he's not a an A lister. Kate Blanchett, mm-hmm. Rooney Mara. That movie still didn't make money. Um, it was, but the other problem with that movie again, it was very limited. It was not built the correct way. It didn't look exciting. It didn't look like an exciting story. There was nothing about that that movie appealed to me. And it's not just because I don't like, I have like a sort of pressing issue with Guillermo del Toro. There's nothing about that movie that seemed to be exciting. It's a remake of a movie that came out 70 years ago, 70, maybe 80, 90 years ago. Nobody, it just wasn't seemed to be something that was exciting. And it's also the wrong time of year for it. You know what I, 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 I we're never, obviously we'll never, we'll never know because yeah. it would release on Netflix, but in, in another multiverse, get me Dr. Strange to open a portal so I can go into that multiverse. I wonder how Don't Look Up would have performed in the theater. Because Don't Look Up right now is the second most watched Netflix movie ever. Talk about an A-list cast. Mm-hmm. Talk about a damn cast. Um, somebody, if you know directors' names, you know McKay because of his comedies um, and his prestige work. I wonder how that would have... It's still in Best Picture, but I think it's a different scenario being in Best Picture dropped on Netflix versus being a best picture dropped on in the theaters. And I wonder how that would have done in the theater. That would have been interesting to see in the theater, at least for me, I think. I think it would have been an interesting one to see how it, how it plays out. And I, I would have gone and seen it in theaters because I think it was really fun, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see what goes on. Um, I think a good litmus test this year will be, you know, Jurassic Park 6. You know, if, if it's received well, I have no idea. It might. Well, the not second be one, but the the second one was received awfully, and it made a billion dollars. That's because that movie's terrible. That's a terrible movie. <laughs> but it still made a billion. I think. I think really though, I think Top Gun. I think Top Gun's going to be an interesting look because Top Gun Maverick is a, a technically amazing film. It just there's I know there's a lot of technology that goes into it, and I think cinematography wise, it's going to be a really fascinating one because of the way that they're able to film all of the flying in it, which I think is really fascinating. So. We'll see but how does that, that plays pull, out. But does that pull people like your average viewer go, goes to see the movie because of that? Oh, no, no one cares about that. But the movie's going to see. That's the thing is no one cares that it has the best cinematographer ever there. Now, if I go, oh, you got to see this movie because Roger Deakins directed or is the cinematographer. First of all, no one knows who Roger Deakins is, even though he is probably one of the best cinematographers of all time. Um, but, you know, no one's going to care about mm-hmm. that. You know, no, no one cares. They'll just see a movie and go, that's a good movie. You know, that's what they care about. They'll be like, that's a cool movie. Like, for example, Mad Max Fury Road. That was an awesome movie. Yeah. It looked fantastic. It was an awesome kick-ass movie. Tons of people saw it. And it just won a bunch of awards because it's a good movie. We just need to make better movies. That's all it is. We just need to make better movies that appeal to more people. There's no reason I I don't I can't think of a single reason why action movies can't be better. That's all it is. It's, they just need to make better action movies. 
and you have them because you have things like Matt Max, Sicario, Blade Runner, which are fantastic. So you definitely can make those kind of good movies. Just just don't put Ryan Reynolds or The Rock in it, and then it can be taken seriously. But then that's the thing. You know, like, are the stars? Uh, it's we can do I this think, podcast well, I think, for hours. Yeah, I, yeah, we really could. We really could. <laughs> I just realized we were talking about this part of the conversation because, for a while. Because I think you know, with this small last fifteen minute conversation, there are tons of factors that goes into this. Mm -hmm. Tons of factors. And I think we're in this flux era, especially post-COVID streaming services, that I think it's still going to take a few years to see which factors weigh more than others in pulling or not pulling people into the theater. I think one of the things that needs to be done is just get serious actors doing cool movies. You know, why is Inception good? Inception's a cool story. It's a serious actor doing an awesome action movie, Mm -hmm. right? that it pulled everybody in people were pumped about the movie and i thought it was a really successful movie and, and it was I, really really big you know that's one of the things and he, he elevated that to another level yeah you know i i don't think you know I, I don't think if you want to reboot a series and you want to give it a little bit more juice but not to have it taken seriously you put dwayne the rock johnson in it right yeah but like he's not taking a movie and being like we're going to move it up in terms of level of of expertise or like you know class as it were they're 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 certainly exciting they're really really fun you know they're really great seeing him in movies but you're never like ooh, that was like a quote-unquote really good movie you know if if he shows up in dune you're like what is going on why is why is the scorpion king showing up is that what this is it's a a scorpion king (laughs) crossover you know like that would be really really weird Um, uh i I would i would pay for to see that crossover I'm sure I'm sure there. there's a cut somewhere on YouTube for it, so you could check that but, out. But <laughs> but with the CGI of the very first time he appears as Scorpion oh, King, with that God. CGI, that's what I need in my life. No, and oh, and God. I think Inception is a great example. I was gonna say, oh, and these movies too, and I just realized it's Leo too, Wolf of yeah. Wall Street, which is an outrageous comedy, but it's elevated by these actors. And don't look up, a satire elevated by these actors doing something accessible. But again, mm. you have Leo in common, um, Jonah Hill in common in those movies, um, Adam McKay, you know, Nolan. Well, and again, these Nolan's are all filming his new movie. Tell Nolan to actually blow up a nuclear bomb. That'll draw these, people. These are all original movies. That's the other thing. You need original movies that are going to be big. We can make a big original movie, but studios don't want to gamble on it. That's all. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll certainly have more conversations surrounding the Oscars. Uh, throughout the rest of the, the season. Um, we'll probably only have one more episode about it because I know people don't really listen to these episodes too yeah. often. Even though I do think there's a lot of good value in them and, and exciting stuff, especially if you're interested in, in award seasons and things like that. But we might have a, a second episode this week or just pause it till next week to talk about The Book of Boba Fett, which has a finale tomorrow, which you know the season dropped off for a while. And then you know season three of The Mandalorian started. So we'll talk about the finale of The sort of book of boba fett slash mandalorian which starts which ends tomorrow uh, we'll have the mid-season uh, mid-season break starting tomorrow so it's um, the book of boba lorian that's what it is, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> uh it's good stuff anyway it. we'll have, hate it here <laughs> we'll have we'll have that later probably this week or you know worst case if we don't next week who cares <laughs> anyway yeah, whatever they, it'll happen Thank you guys so much for listening. Check us out uh, on Twitter now. We're on Twitter, so check us out. It's good stuff. Uh, and thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys uh, next week. Bye. Bye.